I'm trying new things. My body is changing and I'm learning to adapt with the way my body changes sexually. Like I'm still just as much of a sexual person. Things just shift a little bit. Things just change a little bit. But I'm just as happy because I can appreciate the changes and the newness and what comes with age. And I can also appreciate the memories of my past. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today's episode is for all you divorced men or single men who feel like they need to get back into the sex game. You're just like, you know what? It's time to get back for whatever reason. I feel like I've been out of it. I want to get back into it. How the hell do I start? And before I dive into this topic, I want you guys to um, make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter. It's called Saturday Sex Tips. And every Saturday I send you a specific piece of advice around a specific sex topic. So you definitely want to be on the list. The guys learn a lot from it. I'm constantly getting positive feedback of things they took away and actually used. So you want to hop on that list. Go check it out. It's in the description. And and that's it. All right, let's 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 dive into this topic. So this is for you guys, like I said, if you've been divorced and you're just getting back out there again, maybe you're in a really long-term relationship, you're getting back into the sex game again, maybe you're just feeling a lack of attraction and you haven't had sex in a long time because you just don't feel attractive and you want to get back in it. So this is going to be more of a mental prep, all right? I'm going to give you three things to mentally prep yourself when it comes to getting back in the sex game. The first one is to remind yourself of your attractive phases in life. All right. We all have those times when we felt really attractive. And this isn't to say look back at your past because you were more attractive then. (laughs) This is to say that, hey, you've had experiences in the past. Let's let's absorb those. Let's take them in. Let's remember that feeling because that's still you. And you are constantly evolving sexually. You are a human being. Human beings are sexual. And we are constantly evolving sexually. We've had great, we could have great experience, or just because we've had great sexual experiences in the past means that we can potentially have great sexual experiences in the future. If we've never had great sexual experiences in the past, think of you got to think of a time when you felt very attractive in the past or when you felt most attractive than you ever have been before. Remind yourself of those moments. Remind yourself of those feelings. And when I say remind yourself, I mean, look back at the memories, write them down, try to sit and meditate on them. 
because something that David Goggins, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Uh, he was, he's like a famous ex-Navy SEAL, super badass, wrote an amazing book, one of my favorite books ever called Can't Hurt Me. And he shares his life story that was really tough. He had a really tough upbringing. But something that helped him get through his upbringing was to have uh, a mental cookie jar is what he called it. And I definitely spoken about this before on the podcast because this touched me so much in my life. Like this impacted me so much. And I still, I used it since I started reading this book. I read it like four times now. (laughs) But the mental cookie jar concept is to have mental memories in a cookie jar, not actually in a mental cookie jar (laughs) that you take out whenever you need them. Where it's like you have a feeling of doubt. You remember a really confident memory that you can replay. You're having a time when you're feeling really unattractive. Go to your mental cookie jar and pull out a memory when you felt amazing and attractive and incredibly attractive. Whenever you need to feel something, you can feel it. And our memories help us to do that. So to have a group of memories that are your best memories in life, to have those on the go ready to just set in a mental jar for you to open up whenever you need them is really powerful. And I have my go-to memories have to do with me paying off my debt by myself. That was a huge challenge for me and I worked so hard and I just imagined myself working five jobs at once and the struggle and how crazy it was and how excited I was when I finally did it and how every day I would like take away the number that I owed because I was making money every day. Like it was such an exciting moment in my life when I just felt like I'm going to fucking conquer this. Like I'm going to do this. And I was so driven and determined. And whenever I need determination, I literally just think about that. And I bring myself back to that memory and it puts it in my body. Like, holy shit, like you are determined. You can have that again. Like you feel it right now. What would I, what would it take for you to be determined like that right now? What would it look like? And this is how we help, we use our past to help ourselves move forward. You know, it's like we all have these moments. You have yours. Look at your attractive moments that you could put in an attractive mental cookie jar. And maybe even confidence is one and attraction is one. Um, Maybe you talking to a woman or you having like a really good one-liner that just made you feel like the man. Have these moments. I know it can sound corny, but to have these memories is to help you move forward with more confidence in your future. Because this may sound corny to you, but the interesting side of it is that if you're not thinking of these things and you're more likely thinking about the shit of your past, like the memories that you regret, the memories that you're embarrassed by, that you're ashamed of, you're doing the same fucking thing. You're just not thinking, you're not reflecting on the memories that will actually help you. You're reflecting on the memories that will make things worse for you. So it's always interesting to me how like coming up with an exercise that helps you be more positive, people are like, oh, that's so like corny. That's such bullshit. But every day, but then like the same people will be doing the same thing with Negative memories that bring them in the wrong direction and make them complain and make them victims for the rest of their life. So take the stuff that's going to work for you. Your mental, your your mindset is so, so powerful. Use it to your advantage. So step number one is use the mental cookie jar to remind yourself of your attractive memories of the past, your confident sexual memories, 
and reminding yourself that you are constantly evolving sexually. You are constantly, you are still sexual. You are still changing. You know, even me, I felt very sexually confident in my past, but I feel very sexually confident in my future, but in a totally different way. Like I'm experiencing new things. I'm trying new things. My body is changing and I'm learning to adapt with the way my body changes sexually. Like I'm still just as much of a sexual person. Things just shift a little bit. Things just change a little bit. But I'm just as happy because I can appreciate the changes and the newness and what comes with age. And I can also appreciate the memories of my past. All right. Number two. Number two is the belief that many people out there find you sexually attractive. This is important to believe this and find evidence to back it up. Because there's too many guys out there who are like, oh, I'm just not attractive. I'm not Channing Tatum. I don't, I'm not 6'3 and built like an athlete. You don't need to be to find a partner who is very turned on by you and very sexually attracted to you. Maybe it won't be the majority of people like Channing Tatum. There's actually a, a sexual fantasy study done by the book I keep talking about recently, Justin Lee Miller's book, Tell Me What You Want. And in his in his big study, it was the biggest sexual fantasy study ever. And the majority of women fantasized about Channing Tatum. <laughs> Ch- uh, oh my God, what is his name? Channing Tatum. Yeah. And uh, the woman was Scarlett Johansson. So. <laughs> so yeah, so these are like the, what the average person who the average person will fantasize about, right? These people due to society standards and whatever. But um, evolution as well, of course, but whatever. Um, There are still people who find people who are not looking anything like those two people to be sexually enticing, just as we all have different fantasies, right? We're not all into the same things. We're not all into the same people, And what I remind my clients of is like, oh, she's like not into me, like another woman who's just not into me. And I was like, well, what about the women you turn down? Like we we so often forget about the people who we say no to, who try to ask us out or try to show interest. And we're like, no, 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 they're just not my type. But we don't really think twice about that. We think twice and overthink on when people reject us because they're not attracted to us. But we have to remind ourselves like it's all right. We're not going to be everyone's. Uh, cup of tea you know we're just not I I may think I'm an attractive woman but there will be guys who do not find me attractive that's okay I don't find every guy attractive and that's okay too you know we're not supposed to find every single person attractive that's what makes it so exciting when you find someone attractive and they find you and that connection is built so anyway going back to the belief that there are people out you that find you sexually attractive and if you look at it this way too, if you if you just walk the street and see people holding hands or maybe you have a friend and I, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but you're like, all right, I'm definitely more attractive when than my friend and like he gets girls. You know, you got to look at it that way. You got to have some humor in looking at it and you got to really believe that, all right, there's somebody out there for me. There is. And they find me very sexually appealing. All right. So very important belief to to put in your head and maybe you already think this and you're like Steph I know I'm fucking hot move on all right let's go number three start playing out your desired experiences mentally so that you know what type of partner you want to attract and what it would look like being with that partner sexually all right and this is where you kind of get creative in 
cre- you're literally creating future memories. Like step one was remind yourself of the, it was kind of using past memories to your advantage. In this one, you're creating future memories. So you're literally getting clear. You're, you're getting very clear visually and mentally and psychologically clear on, all right, what is it that I want? What types of experiences do I want to experience? What type of woman do I want to attract? You know, what would she look like? What would I do? What ex- what types of things would I want to um, experience in bed? What do I see myself doing or trying? Or where do I see myself going to to pick up these types of women? To start relationships with these types of women? How do I want to see myself having sex for the first time if it's been years? How do I want that to look? And try to picture it. Like try to actually imagine these scenarios where you're literally thinking about what you want. And you're daydreaming. It's literally just a daydream. Remember when you were like a teen and you just... I don't know. I know I hated school when I was a teen and I would daydream nonstop. I would just think about things I'd rather be doing than sitting in that classroom. Probably why I had horrible grades. <laughs> I was just not meant for school. It was just not good. Um, but I would sit there and daydream and just think about, you know, like this would be really cool if this happened. And I wish I was doing this. And I would literally play out a picture and play out a movie in my head. I still do this with things that I want. Every morning in my meditation, I think about things that I can get excited for in my life or people I want to see again or trips I want to take. And I play a memory and it's the best feeling ever because, no, that memory didn't actually happen yet. But what I'm doing is I'm creating this potential for it to happen. Because before you do anything, you got to think about it first, right? You got to feel something first to get you to get your body in that state of like, all right, we're doing this. You know, when you have that feeling of confidence and then you're like, fuck, I want to use this feeling. Like, let's go out. Let's go fucking do something. You know, if you're energized or you're feeling really good, you want to go out and do something to showcase that energy. It works the same way when you're in a different state of mind with a different feeling or energy, like related to nervousness, for instance, where you're like, oh man, like no one's going to find me attractive. Like I haven't had sex in so long. I probably won't last that long. Oh man, it's probably going to go terrible. And you just make all these assumptions that beat you down before you can even give yourself a potential opportunity for what you want to happen. And there's too many guys who don't even know what they really want, but they know what they don't want. And when you get so clear, when you're clearer on what you don't want than what you want, what does your brain do? It takes the easy route every time. So it's going to go down the clearer route. It's going to more likely have that nervous experience where you're not going to get what you want. And you're actually going to get more of what you don't want because that's what you're thinking about. And that's what you're stressing in your mind versus creating a picture and a visual and an experience mentally around something that will actually excite you to go out there and have sex, to go out there and date, to go out there and talk to women. Before we do things, we think about them. Just remember that. We always think about things before we actually take action. Same thing with these sexual experiences. All right. And there's actually a really interesting quote. um, Now that I'm talking about using, having more of a mindset that's working for you versus against you and not going straight into the pessimistic uh, pathway of your mind. Uh, I don't want to butcher the quote. I'm trying to think because I don't have my phone on me right now. It's just across the room. But okay, hold on. Let me get it. (laughs)
Okay, so this is actually from, I posted this on Instagram today, and it's from a psychologist named Adam Grant. Adam Grant. And he goes, optimism has little bearing on health. Avoiding pessimism matters more. 61 studies, 221,000 people. Health is predicted more by the absence of pessimism than the presence of optimism. Well-being isn't about expecting the best. It's about making sure you don't assume the worst. All right. So the most important thing for you to remind yourself of when it comes to getting back into the sex game and getting your sexual attraction back is to not allow yourself to go down that negative path of, oh, well, I'm not attractive enough. Oh, it's not going to work. Oh, it's been so long. I probably won't last long. What if I don't get hard? What if I say something stupid? What if she thinks I'm out of shape? What if like there's so many what ifs that come into this, this that come into your brain when it comes to this topic, right? Sex is such a vulnerable thing and we don't talk about it enough as it is. So when we don't talk about it and we don't have it, it can be very easy to go down that pessimistic route. And this is stressing the importance of not going down that route. And something that can help you not go down that route is to get very clear on what it looks like for as far as where you want to go. How do you want to feel? All right. And stay focused on that so that you can are more likely to have that experience. So anyway, I hope this helped you guys. I hope you guys get back out there. You are sexy. You are a turn on to a lot of women. You can do this. You got the courage. You got the determination. You got the memories from the past to prove it. Go out there and kick ass. You sexy motherfucker. (laughs) All right, guys, that is it. Um, Yeah, I hope this helped. Don't forget to join my newsletter. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.